you can listen to The Front on your smart speaker every morning. To hear the latest episode, just say, play the news from The Australian. From The Australian, here's what's on The Front. I'm Kristen Amiot. It's Monday, May 15. Treasurer Jim Chalmers might be confident in the government's deflationary powers, but voters aren't so sure. That's according to fresh news poll results. Almost 40% of voters say last week's budget will make it more difficult for the Reserve Bank to get inflation under control, while just 13% are backing the Treasurer's spending on welfare and cost of living relief. Treaties established with Queensland's 150 Indigenous nations could cost the government hundreds of millions of dollars under new laws established by the state parliament. Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Partnerships Minister Craig Crawford said he can't put an exact number on the cost as a truth-telling inquiry gets underway, but says similar treaties established in New Zealand could provide a rough guide. The nation's schools have been told to go back to basics in a bid to curb a growing illiteracy problem among teens. A new government report released today has exposed systemic failings in Australia's school system, and it seems students and teachers are falling further and further behind. In today's episode, what needs to be done to bring our kids up to speed? I'd seen firsthand at school what a lasting and positive difference a great teacher can make. I wanted to do that for someone, and it didn't matter to me what subject I did it in. If there was an acute need in mathematics, then it made sense for me to go there. That's Eddie Wu. He's arguably the nation's most famous mathematics teacher. Wu shot to fame five years ago when he took the local hero title in the 2018 Australian of the Year Awards. But he was already a household name among families across the nation thanks to his ability to make learning maths fun. Okay, now the thing that we're doing at the moment, um, fancy name for it, it's called mathematizing. So like you said, there's all these like sentences and words. At the time, Eddie Wu was the head mathematics teacher at the biggest high school in New South Wales, Cherrybrook Technology High School. He'd started posting short lessons and tutorials on a YouTube channel called Mr. WooTube for a sixth student who was unable to attend regular classes. But his online following flourished thanks to his enthusiasm for the subject and ability to cut through the terror often provoked by maths homework. Does that seem like it's going to cover all of it? Do you know much about fuel costs? <laughs> it's not even close, right? Um, I actually just filled up my petrol today and it was like $1.90 or something ridiculous. But anyway, at least it's a little bit. And then the other thing... These days, he has almost 1.8 million subscribers. His videos have been viewed more than 150 million times. And he's even done a TED Talk about how much he loves maths. I love mathematics. <laughs> Is exactly what to say at a party if you want to spend the next couple of hours sipping your drink alone in the least cool corner of the room. And that's because when it comes to this subject... But according to new research from the taxpayer-funded Australian Educational Research Organisation, or AERO, Eddie Wu is the exception, not the rule. The report found that one in five Australian school students are entering high school with the literacy and numeracy skills of kids in year four. 
A big part of the problem is the fact that teachers lack the training, time or skills to help students master the basics of English and maths. And many schools are relying on fresh university graduates or teachers qualified in other subjects to make up a sector-wide shortfall. It's a problem educators themselves are painfully aware of. One high school maths teacher surveyed in the research said some of their colleagues don't know much more about maths than the kids. Another said they were at a loss for how to teach kids to count when they should be working on more complex concepts like algebra or Pythagoras' theorem. This breakdown means Aussie kids are taking matters into their own hands when they get to high school, copying and pasting chunks of text from Wikipedia directly into assignments. That feeling of helplessness can also manifest as behavioural problems at school and at home, or in the worst cases can mean kids drop out of high school early. Primary schools are ushering kids through to the next phase of their education without the skills they need to succeed, and high schools don't seem to think it's their responsibility to do a job that should have already been done. Jenny Donovan has told me that too many children are slipping through the net of the education system because primary schools are failing to ensure that all children are up to speed when they start high school. And the high schools often don't have the time or the expertise to help these kids catch up with their classmates. Natasha Beta is The Australian's education editor. In other words, it all falls apart when a child can't read the curriculum they're handed in Year 7 or can't progress in a sequential subject like maths because they've missed a heap of steps in primary school. Aero Chief Executive Dr Jenny Donovan told Natasha that the need for reform is obvious and it's nothing we haven't heard before. They want the issue to be taken more seriously so that children are identified as soon as they start high school. If they are struggling, they are given some sort of remedial teaching before it gets too late because it's very difficult to pull aside a 15-year-old and say, you've got the reading ability of a 10-year-old, here are some childish books for you to read. Some of the ways that high schools can help these children is to have smaller class sizes just for this remedial instruction. So children might be taken out of their standard year seven English class into a smaller class of children who might need some help with phonics or how to punctuate a sentence, etc. And the same with maths. And they would just continue doing that until they catch up. Another option is to ensure that we have materials that are age appropriate because one of the issues is that teenagers do not want to be seen by their classmates as falling behind and they don't want to be given books that primary school children would read. So we really do need to develop some very basic material for reading and maths that doesn't seem babyish or childish for these teenagers. But if our teachers are already facing an uphill battle when it comes to time and training, Who's going to take on this extra remedial work? The Federal Education Minister, Jason Clare, is very interested in this concept of the small group tutoring because he too is very concerned about children falling behind and and failing to catch up. So I would imagine that you will be seeing money in next year's budget for that type of teaching, those extra resources to be able to do that. And that will be negotiated as part of a federal state education reform agreement, which will be negotiated by the end of this year. According to some experts, there's more schools can and should be doing for at-risk kids, and it's got nothing to do with the curriculum. We'll have more on that after this short break. A troubled young woman, her evil parents, 
We never had any issues between us. Has justice been done? Uh, I'm in a prison. Join journalist Richard Gilliatt as he delves into one of Australia's most gripping cases. Shadow of Doubt, a new podcast investigation from The Australian. I cannot find one of these allegations that's possible. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts. For some Australian kids, especially those living in poverty and disadvantage, school is the last thing on their minds. They face a host of challenges, from violence and abuse to neglect and exploitation. National Children's Commissioner Anne Hollands says that's because the government agencies designed to help them operate in silos more concerned with administrative box ticking than keeping kids safe. Here's Natasha Beta again. And I decided to call Anne Hollands, who's the National Children's Commissioner, to ask her about this. And she said that it represents a complete systems failure. Taxpayers spend nearly $8 billion a year on child safety. We have nearly 50,000 children living in foster care. It is a huge problem. But the issue is that government departments do not appear to be cooperating. Anne Hollands is concerned that All of these departments had been set up for administrative requirements and not for the needs of the child. Hollands has suggested that schools should be transformed into child welfare hubs where learning would be linked to health and welfare services. Well, Anne Hollands has pointed out that schools are a very good place for families and for children to connect with services. And we're seeing this happening in a very piecemeal way. This is not about expecting teachers to suddenly be school counsellors or psychologists. This is about schools being able to hook into existing services. At the moment, that does not necessarily happen. The recommendations by the Children's Commissioner follow a Royal Commission into the treatment of people living with disability. The Royal Commission will examine existing policies with a focus on the Queensland Government's education system and its impact on the experiences of children with the disability. The proceedings will also examine the interaction... In particular, the inquiry exposed a horrific case of neglect of two autistic teenagers in Queensland. It's the latest in a long line of child welfare inquiries conducted over decades and resulting in almost 3,000 recommendations. But if our schools are already struggling to get everyone up to speed on basic academic requirements, do they really have what it takes to care for the well-being of at-risk kids living in complex circumstances? Well, sometimes these issues are interrelated. So a child might be failing to flourish at school in terms of learning because they go to school hungry. They're not getting breakfast. Or they might have an undiagnosed learning disorder like dyslexia. They might need a speech pathologist. The the issue is it's very difficult for disadvantaged families to access any of these services without very long waiting periods. And it's very confusing to know who to go to for help. So we, this is not just what the Children's Commissioner is saying. This is also what the Productivity Commission has said, is that we need to make our ch- child well-being at the centre of our schooling. And that will require more resources. But again, where do we prioritise our spending in this country? Natasha Beter is The Australian's Education Editor. 
major oil and gas companies will launch a multi-million dollar publicity blitz promoting the nation's $500 billion gas industry at a conference starting tomorrow. You can read that story as well as all our journalism anytime at theaustralian.com.au. I'm Sarah Lamarquin, Editor-in-Chief of Stella and host of our podcast called Something to Talk About. Every weekend we publish a new episode where you'll hear compelling personalities, strong opinions and thought-provoking conversations. I wanted to be able to do it in my time when I was ready and speak my truth when I was ready. The topic of when do I become a mum, that is in my mind 24-7. Search for Something to Talk About wherever you listen to your podcasts.